Welcome to the podcast, What is Culture? My name is Rocco Longarello. In this episode, I sit down with my friend and colleague, EJ Rogers, a product marketing manager who has been with Tango a couple of months shy of a year. In this eye-opening interview, we discuss how culture is directly affected by employee workload. My conversation with EJ needs little to no setup or introduction, but still, I would like to say that in many ways, today's episode is the epitome of the goal of the show, which is to help Tango discover its culture. Still, what we do with that discovery, with that gained knowledge, is up to us. What kind of company do we want to be? This is a big question that we need to continue asking ourselves every day. Here is my conversation with EJ Rogers. Let's all learn from her. The first thing I would say is we want to create a better culture. We need to be clear as to what that culture is. What do we mean by better? Right? So based on your question, I'm thinking you want a place where people are relaxed, uh, they're engaged, they participate in events, and they kind of interact with each other. And that's a great goal to have for any organization. Um, But in order to do that, people need permission of sorts to relax, take it easy, and engage with one another, another. Of course. And there are a couple of things that come to mind. One is, do people feel... Do people feel, some people may feel like it's a luxury to be able to relax and take 10 minutes to go play ping pong or or whatever. Um, What's the workload like? Exactly. Like there are people that I see here, they're here when I get here. I don't see them get up from their desks. They are working the entire day. Um, And they're here when I leave. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that makes me sound bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you you get the point, like where I don't see anybody wasting time like it's rare that i ever see some there's nobody that i've ever seen in this building who i would say oh this person's goofing off people are working hard and i've talked to uh some folks especially on the ops side because i'm just don't trying to understand art that that the ops organization and i talked to a few of them and i it to me the workload is significant you know like there's so much to be done and so i think of some of these people if you said to them hey take 10 minutes and go you know i joke with some of the the folks here about like we should do yoga in the middle of the day Hmm. and if you said to them take 15 minutes and go do yoga i don't know that they would be able to do it because i think they have so much work to do so if there's a way to make the workload more manageable I think some people, there are some people who would then take advantage of these, these opportunities. And then the other thing is giving people permission to take that 10 minutes break to kind of clear their head. Sure. Um, if you want to, if we want to encourage a place where people are more, more relaxed and interacting and talking and taking time away to just get to know each other and, and, and engage in fun activities, you can't then punish them for doing it. Sure. So, like the exactly, last thing you can right. you can do is then say to somebody, "Oh, playing ping pong again? I guess you don't have enough to do," because that will kill it, right? Um, so, make the environment conducive for that. 
don't punish people for taking advantage of that. And it also helps to see people in leadership engaging in some of these activities because that's like a tacit way of giving them permission to do the same. Right. right? They'll model that behavior or they'll mimic that behavior, rather. Well, they need someone to kind of set the tone. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, And I I would say that we have that in Shelton. Yes. That, you know, and I just... You have crazy Uncle Rick? (laughs) He's fun. (laughs) Yeah. See, Rick Young, our CFO, he's that guy that... And it's like what you're saying, you know, if if you see someone in a leadership role mm-hmm. and they're enjoying themselves, you 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 say to yourself, okay, this is this yeah. is okay, yeah, exactly. And some people need that, yeah. And I think just from us talking, I would say the culture in the New Jersey office is that of people who are hardworking. They are hardworking and, and don't feel. And like you said, I I really that stood out to me that you said. They see it as a luxury to take ten minutes, right? Um, and it, it's difficult to flip the to flip the table, and so all of a sudden there's pinball machines in, let's say, and you guys are clearing up spaces, you're consolidating the right. area, yep. And let's say a month from now you have a, almost a, a makeshift game room. Mm-hmm. Would then people feel, oh, you know, would they have the green light they to go and play, or would they think I? I I would feel like someone might judge me or I don't have time or like I it's not going to just happen because it's, it's exactly. there. Exactly. Right? You're absolutely right. People need to be able, they need to feel safe mm-hmm. that they can take advantage of it and not be judged negatively. Right. So that's the that's where the challenge that's is. That's the challenge, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. And the, again, the challenge being And all you, the I'm sorry. No, no, no. All the managers have to be on board. Right. Yep. Like if this is a company initiative, Every manager needs to be on board and communicate to their people, their team, that, hey, this is for you. We all work very hard. The research shows that just taking a 10-minute break does help you be more productive. So, yeah, it's something you're doing for the for employees, but it's also better for the company in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the whole idea of... You know, when I tell people that I work for a company that has ping pong tables and foosball and stuff like that, yeah. sometimes you get the eye roll, uh, yep. you know what I mean, um, or that they're just trying too hard, you know, yeah. but I'm with you, you know, I'm a creative person and, you know, even when I was writing poetry in grad school mm-hmm. and I was living and breathing that, there was something about taking a break from your art in all, all for just for hours even sometimes you know, obviously in the work environment, I think in some ways we're all creating something. Yeah. And of course you're going to have days when you're, I've had those days, you and I have worked yeah. together where I was like, listen guys, I don't have time for anything right. but work. Yes. Um, that's going to happen. But yeah. if you, if the management is um, ma- makes the right hire, brings the right people on board, then they know that they have people that they can trust. Exactly. And so at that point, if you have this trust with your with your employee, you know that EJ's not going to go, you know, play ping pong for four hours. Exactly. Of, why would she? Exactly. But it's not, you know, I think you're right, absolutely, that it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to need people to kind of uh, be role models in right. some way. Yeah, like cheerleaders. Yeah. Like just yep. so, get people comfortable. 
every location is going to be different. Yes. But at the same time, there should be some consistent behaviors being uh, pushed forward. Right. right. No, as a company, we have to decide who do we want to be. And then every location, you know, through the behavior of our the executive team on down has to model that behavior so that every employee gets comfortable with that and those who are inclined mm. can also yeah. behave a certain way. Yeah. We just have to decide who is Tango and what what kind of environment do we want at Tango? Right. This could be a topic in of itself. Yeah. Right. For me it's like how do you how do you reduce the workload? I mean, well, how do you because realistically, I mean, let's be honest. It, let's say I I'm in the office 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. If I have 60 hours of work to do, right. How am I going to find time even if it's 10 minutes? I've had assigned I've had deadlines before mm-hmm. where I am just anxious and need to get it done. Yeah. So for some people, maybe that's they're, they're in that cycle where every day, every week is just so they feel so overwhelmed with work that when people bring up culture and bring up having fun, they almost it, it's almost offensive. Uh, right, right. No, I totally agree. And there's definitely there are definitely groups that do have just a crazy workload. I've t- like I said, I, I keep going back to ops because I've talked to people who used to be in ops who are in ops now and they talk about the volume of emails and contacts from customers that they have to handle every single day. And it's it's um it to me it's the kind of thing that would could drive somebody over the edge or make somebody not want to engage because it 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 could actually foster some some negative feelings, right? Well, sure, because it's so it's just stress. It's stressful. very it's very stressful. What I am encouraged by, though, are you know the the moves that John Nelson and his organization, the investment in automation, and automating a lot of the tasks that you that are handled by uh, humans. I. Th- I believe that the further along we move in developing and executing our automation strategy, it will have effects of benefits for employees in that it should reduce the amount of, you know, the repetitive, but repetitive yet important and time sensitive oh, yeah, uh, exactly. tasks. Of course, of course. If you can reduce that, then that frees them up a little bit. A, it frees them up to just be able to take a minute, you know, in their day mm-hmm. uh, to relax a little bit. But it also frees them up so that they can work on more value-added tasks, right? They're not doing all that repetitive, uh, boring work. Yeah, they're freeing up time that takes creative thought. Exactly. And not just pushing push buttons. It. Exactly. Yep. And then the more I find, like, when I... I have the luxury of be, getting to be creative in my parts of my job. Mm-hmm. And when I need to be creative, sometimes I I do need that 10 minutes of sometimes I'll just take 10 minutes to just walk the parking lot to clear my head and think things through and then I come back and I'm like, "Okay, I can, I can finish way. writing this thing." I'm yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. It's almost part of it's ritualistic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I need if you whenever you hit a a wall of some mm-hmm. kind, you need a break. You need, exactly. you need a break. And you know, even well, a couple of days ago in the Shelton office, I t- it was 
I forget, it might have been 2 o'clock, and we played ping pong for 5, 10 minutes. Yeah. It, not, maybe less. Yeah. But it, it just felt like you were in a different place mentally for a little bit of time, and then you, you go back to your desk, and you, it's like you almost take a deep breath, yeah. and you're like, okay, and I bet Let's you, go. yeah, when you sat down, all of a sudden the juices were flowing again. Yeah. yeah all of a sudden, like wherever you were stuck, you, yeah. you became unstuck. Yeah. yeah. But I still think, and that, that's kind of the, um, uh, the paradox is that you can't have a, uh, you can't have a place of work that's with a wonderful culture, um, that is just filled with people who are enjoying their day. Mm-hmm. Can you have that at the same time have people who are buried in work? Like it's, I don't think you can. You need some sort of balance. You need right, a balance. Right. Like if you're, if you, the days when I'm like under like a huge deadline and I have so much to do and it feels like, oh my God, I'm never going to get it done. I can't enjoy my day. Like I'm, all I can do is just, and, and paradoxically, when I'm in that frame of mind, I'm less if, effective. No doubt, it, it, right? Exactly, <laughs> so, it, it's so true. Yeah, so it, right, and that that exactly, you know, and we're obviously I don't have statistics to back this up mm-hmm. to help make any real business decisions, um, but if I'm stressed out and I'm anxious, and a lot of that is because of my workload, yeah, in a lot of ways, it doesn't. It's I'm not clear headed to create as good as an amount of work as I would if I felt a little bit less stressed out and more like, okay, I'm more centered. Right. It's going to have a positive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, The quality of the work improves when you're in a better frame of mind. Right. So I think the struggle then, because I like how you said, what is quote better culture? Yeah. And I think we have an idea. Yeah. We want people to enjoy themselves. We want people to interact and cross departmentally and learn from each other and, yeah. and and just make it more of a comfortable place. But I think a lot of that's a serious concern, a serious issue is what about the people who are really overworked? Yeah. I mean, that needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, I've had days where I was just to the point of I'm buried in work, get everything, you know, leave me the hell alone. Yeah. But what if that was your reality? What if your reality every, every day, single day, every week was just piles of work? You're never going to think, oh, I need a, I need a ping pong break. Yeah. You, you, no, you, no. you want to, <laughs> you, you don't want any part of that. You don't want any part yeah, of it. You're and then you're resentful of the you're people resentful. Who, of the people who are taking part. And now you're sitting there going like, look at these people. They must yeah. not have any work to and do. And that creates an environment of toxicity where, yeah, exactly. you know, look at EJ. She's sitting there. What what? She must have nothing to do. Yeah. Lucky her. Yeah. And then that just, that, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. So It's corrosive. It is. Of, yeah. But that's a serious problem. And I think... Um, you know, if the executive team is listening to these podcasts, and I hope they are, <laughs> you know, part of um, this this project was really spawned by Bob. Oh, really? This, okay. This, yeah, our CEO, Bob Irwin. Okay. You know, we we had a conversation a couple months back about culture. Ah. And essentially, this this idea of well, what is culture? What does it mean? Well, can it be nurtured? Can it be Improve, okay. etc. So, 
I think Bob really understands that this is a big part of our success. Yeah. That rediscovering our culture is is it's not just a fad. I, I, no. I you know, I believe in it. I think he does. But I would say to them and to him and everyone else that could make real decisions, again, that you pointed out, which is great. And I didn't, I don't necessarily think about it until you mentioned it. It, the workload. Yeah. That not, something needs to be done because once that's kind of mellowed out and normalized, yeah. then people could be like, okay, I feel like I can take a breath. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, maybe they see people in the office are starting to slowly uh, have fun, take 10 minute breaks. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe the next step is they start to enjoy themselves. Exactly. But it really starts with what does their workload look like? Mm-hmm. And if it's overwhelming, Culture isn't... There's nothing the culture can do. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing the culture can do if the workload is overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Great. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, this has been awesome. I, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity if there's any other thing on your mind that you wanted to talk about. I'm, you know what? I'm excited to see where this series takes us. I'm excited to see what you unco- uncover. Um, I think it... I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I the people here are really good people. They really are. And everybody here deserves to have a good work experience. Like a positive work experience. And um, I hope we can do that. That was an especially significant episode for me. A huge thank you to the brilliant EJ Rogers for her time and for her insight. Boy, did she touch on an important topic here. I think our point was well made, but it's worth repeating. If Tango is truly on a path to rediscovering its culture, with the intention to then assess and ultimately create a collective culture that aligns with our core values, then we need to take a look at the current workload of our employees and ask ourselves, how can we lessen the burden for those who are overwhelmed? I can certainly understand how an employee who's working 12-hour days may find it silly to take 10 minutes to play ping pong. I can also understand how some employees may feel taking time at work to relax at all is simply a luxury they can't afford. For some, that's the culture. Put your head down and work, especially with looming deadlines. Until we can make the workload for all of our employees more manageable, it's likely going to be difficult to cultivate a culture that is more communicative, more eager to participate in social events, and more likely to utilize all the fun games made available to them in our offices. Still, work is work. I get that. I was raised with an Italian break-your-back work ethic. Believe me, I get it. I am not suggesting that we come to work every day exclusively to have fun, But there needs to be a balance, especially if an organization is working to foster a positive culture. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you would like to be a guest on this show, please send me an email at rocco.lungarello at tango.com. And remember, this podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, and more. So be sure to check it out and subscribe. And to read more about this podcast, you can visit our companion blog series, which is located at tango.com 
slash blog. Until next time.